Welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast with Jacob Ayers, providing actionable content to help you along your journey to financial freedom through real estate investing. As the premier asset class, real estate has helped ordinary people just like you amass fortunes. The benefits of passive income from real estate investing will allow you to live a life you want. And now your host, entrepreneur, real estate investor, and apartment deal syndicator, Jacob Ayers. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, episode 400. Hey, I'm your host, Jacob Ayers. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Today's episode is super special with the foundational and monumental 400th episode. I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in and following along this journey. It's been a really fun process for me to get started with this podcast and take it all the way through 400 episodes where we find ourselves today. First, I want to give each and every one of you an individual shout out for taking the time to not only just invest in yourselves, but learn from all the smart guests we have on this podcast and continue investing in your own journey. Keep on crushing it. You're going to do such an amazing job. Well, this week's episode, I want to do a couple things here. I want to first talk about the top 10 lessons I've learned from hosting 400 podcast episodes. And then we'll take a deep dive into a recent deal I did and show six steps on how I was able to create several hundred thousand dollars in equity through a cash out refinance on a small multifamily property. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode with yours truly. All right, the top 10 lessons I've learned from 400 podcast episodes. I've got some notes here. I took some time and thought about this and jotted some things down. The first one I have for you is you don't have to have it all figured out before you get started. Now, this is truly resonating from my own personal journey. I'm one of those people who likes to have things figured out. Steps one, two, and three will result in A, B, and C, and finally the final result. But in all reality, life just doesn't work like that, as we all know. So the lesson that I've taken away from so many guests on this podcast, and that goes for the rest of these lessons as well. Some of these I can attribute to an individual or a specific person's book or a podcast. But truth is, it's a culmination of everybody we've had on the podcast and all the compounding knowledge and experience from our great guests. These are the lessons I've distilled from there. So that was number one. You don't have to have it all figured out before you get started. Take this podcast, for example. I go back and I listen to episode one, episode 10, episode 50. Oh, it's cringy. It's terrible. I'm an awful podcast host. It's awkward. It's clunky. The audio quality is terrible. And for that, you guys deserve kudos if you toughed it out through those early episodes, because I know I go back and it's just terrible for me to listen to. But I leave those episodes up to show the journey of this podcast. And hopefully today, the podcast is much better. But with that, the second lesson is success is built on consistent action. It's the day in and day out, small steps that will build the foundation for your success. We all like to think of, you know, hitting this big home run, doing this big deal, getting a lucky break, whatever it might be. 
But in all reality, your success is a compound effect of all these small actions you took day in and day out, one year ago, two years ago, five years ago, and even 10 years ago. So lesson two, success is built on consistent action. The third lesson is you can achieve anything you want if you're intentional about it. This is a lesson I can attribute specifically to Brandon Turner and specifically, even more specifically rather, his intention journal. This is a journal I use. I think you've got, you can see it right back here. I use this every single day. For those of you watching this podcast, you can see me. I'm holding up Brandon Turner's intention journal. If you're listening to this, it's this black leather bound journal, kind of a daily planner slash journal. But the lesson I take out of this is you can have anything you want in this life. You cannot have everything, but you can have anything. So you just have to be intentional about what that is and go out and achieve that and build it. With that, the fourth lesson, pick an investing strategy and stick with it. Look, we've had so many great guests on this show, from wholesaling to storage to fix and flip to multifamily to single family. You've got residential, you've got commercial, you've got active investing, you've got passive investing. There are just so many ways to do this real estate investing thing. And when you're first starting out, you can't do them all. So you have to pick one and just stick with it. For example, my investing journey has looked like buying and holding small to mid-size multifamily properties and growing and scaling from there. So pick an investing strategy that interests you, that you like, that you can implement with the tools and resources you have at your own disposal and run with it. Try to stay away from the shiny object syndrome. I know that's difficult. You see somebody doing the next best, greatest, latest thing, and you want to jump on the bandwagon, but just keep your blinders on until you have success with that first thing. And then from there, you can give yourself permission to pivot and try out new things, but stick with something until success. The fifth lesson, surround yourself with people who are like the type of person you want to become. It's kind of that theory behind Jim Rohn's quote, you are the average of the five people you spend your, the most time with. And Think of this podcast, for example. There are so many great guests that I've got to speak with and you've got to listen to over the course of these several years. And you become the culmination of the thoughts that you put in your mind, of the people that are around you. So be intentional about who you spend your time with. And if you want to become a person who does X, Y, and Z, then find somebody who is doing that that's a little bit more advanced in their path and reach out and connect with that person. Surround yourself with those people. Lesson six, do something every single day that your tomorrow self will thank you for. This is something I tell myself very frequently. Do something today that your tomorrow self will be thankful for. Whether that's just eating right, going for a walk, working out, reading a book, reaching out to an old colleague, updating your LinkedIn profile. Just do one little bitty thing that tomorrow you will thank yourself for. And that success compounds. It kind of goes back to lesson number two. Success is built on consistent action. So what I like to do is just try to do something every day that moves the needle towards my future. Lesson seven, measure your success not based on other people, but based on your past. Always measure backwards. This is a concept from a book that I'm currently reading called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. I'm actually listening to it for the second time on repeat on Audible. This is a great book, but let me repeat that first lesson. Measure your success 
not based on other people, but rather based on your own past. Always measure backwards. This is so difficult to do in today's day and age where you've got social media and people are putting up their highlight reels on online for you to see. And you see the big time real estate investors out there that are just absolutely crushing it. You might look at yourself and think, wow, I only have a duplex or I only have 10 units or I only have 100 units or I only just started investing or I only just started learning or I only just went to my first real estate investing conference. That does you no good to compare yourself to somebody else's journey. You never know where that person started. Likely, they didn't start out where you did. You have different tools and resources at your disposal. There are just so many environmental factors. Rather, the better metric is to judge yourself based on where you were yesterday and where you were 10 years ago and where you were in the beginning of your journey. And I guarantee if you do that, you'll look back and you'll realize how far you've come, how far you've grown, how much you've learned, how successful you actually truly are. And do that when you're starting to feel like you're uh, falling behind from maybe somebody you see online. I find that to be a very motivating strategy. Although, like I said, it's very difficult not to compare yourself to other people. Lesson eight, build positive momentum with little wins. Look, you're not going to wake up every single day and just knock it out of the park and crush it and have a 10 out of 10 day. We all want that, but in all reality, that's not how life works. What you have to do is instead build momentum with little wins and count them. You know, at the end of the day, when you've, you know, just felt like you've spun your wheels all day long and things haven't gone your way and you just put out fires all day, find the little win in that day and just remind yourself, hey, I'm moving the needle. I'm doing what it is that I have designed for my life. And yeah, you've got to count the little wins when you've got them. Lesson nine, create a vision for your life and slowly make that vision a reality. This concept comes from Cam Harold's book, The Vivid Vision, where he talks about building a vision for your life, specifically over the course of three years. Anything less than three years is a little too quick to dramatically change your life. And anything beyond three years is just too hard to predict. I mean, think about life three years ago. This is 2022, so that would have been 2019. Nobody had even heard of the word COVID. So, you know, Life and times change very quickly. So that's the concept of building a vision around a three-year time period. The lesson there is, you know, take control of what you want your life to look like. Think about what an awesome and ideal life would look like for you. And then reverse engineer that and work backwards and figure out what you would need to do three years from now, two years from now, one year from now, all the way to next week, this week, tomorrow. All right. The 10th and final lesson that I've got on this list is do what makes you happy. You only have one life. Don't listen to the rest of these rules or lessons. Don't listen to anyone else. Truly, you know what you need to do. You know how you want to live your life. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to other people. Do what it is that makes you happy, that fulfills you. Live your life how you want. You literally only have one life. Live it to the fullest and on your own terms. And yeah, that is some of the most sage advice I've ever heard of from you know much smarter people than I. And I think it's a sage advice to live by. Now, as I was wrapping up this list, one more thought crossed my mind and I noted down. So here's a little bonus lesson. If you're not embarrassed by where you were three years ago, 
you're not growing enough. I'm sure there's a quote or a phrase from somebody in there that I didn't credit to, but I'll repeat it. If you're not embarrassed by where you were three years ago, you're not growing enough. I look back three years to where I was from now. And yeah, there's been a lot of growth, I will say for sure. So don't be afraid to reflect and be embarrassed of where you once were. So those are the 10 lessons I've learned from hosting 400 podcast episodes from so many great guests, getting feedback from audience members just like you. And I've been along the journey just like you have with uh, learning from all of our great, awesome guests and contributors to this podcast. It's been a fun and awesome journey, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Hopefully, this is just the beginning of great things to come in the future. Well, part two for this podcast is I wanted to do a bit of a, I'll say deep dive. We'll kind of, it'll be a deep to medium dive on how I was able to create several hundred thousand dollars in equity through one multifamily property and generate a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash from a refinance. So let's talk about this deal. This was an eight unit deal that I found in my home market, give you the spark notes here. An eight unit deal, very dilapidated. I did seller financing. I renovated it, cash out refinanced, pulled out a couple hundred thousand dollars and I still have that property today. And it's cash flowing about 2000 to $2,600 a month. So let's talk about this deal. First, how did I find it? Well, this first step is searching for the deal. I found this deal through targeted marketing. I was driving around in my local market in Oklahoma and I came across this property that I'd driven by many times in the past, but just something caught my attention about it one day. And I thought, hey, that's a pretty distressed looking apartment building. I wonder if the owner is interested in selling. So I looked up public records via a tool that I'm actually a really big fan of called PropStream. That's P-R-O-P stream, PropStream. In fact, I've Got a discount code, you know, if you guys have been following along on this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I never promote anything on this podcast. I don't do sponsorships, but I like this software so much. I've got a discount code. I'll give that to you at the end of the show if you're interested in it. But it's a software I use every week, if not every day, in searching for properties, reaching out and skip tracing owner contact information. That's exactly what I did with this deal. So I contacted the owner, I called them, I reached out and said, hey, my name is Jacob. I noticed your property at whatever it is, 123 Main Street, and was interested in seeing if you'd ever thought about selling. And from there, we start building a report, talking with the owner about their problems. And really, that's what you're trying to do in this first initial conversation is you're just problem searching. You're trying to figure out what problems are there and then figure out how you can solve them. As a real estate investor, that's essentially your job as a problem solver. You have all these tools in your tool belt to be able to fix problems, solve problems for people. So one of the things I did was I used these phrases from a book called Exactly What to Say. I forget the author, but I've built a script around these phrases. If you want that, reach out to me on either social media or email me at info at jacobairs.com. I'll shoot those over to you. But what I've done is essentially taken 20 phrases from that book and applied them on how to kind of script and talk with a potential real estate owner, property owner. And we kind of built the report, went back and forth and figured out that the owner was interested in selling the property. This owner was a single family home builder. He wasn't a real estate investor. He happened to have this apartment building. And he no longer had any projects in the same area as this property. So he wasn't going by and checking on it 
or even collecting rent regularly. And the property was in a state of disrepair. It was ugly. It was bad. It was terrible. One of the units didn't have a front door and had vacant animals living in it. So yeah, it was a problem property to say the least. So we negotiate the deal using seller financing. You've probably heard us talk about that on the podcast many times over, but essentially that is where the owner carries the note rather than going and getting a new mortgage from a lender. One of the cool things about this negotiation was I was able to negotiate $0 down a 15-year note fully amortized at a fixed interest rate. So I got into the deal for $0. Now the property was in physical distress. Like we talked about, it isn't you know, very, very poor condition. So I did have to put a significant amount of money into investing in the property out of my own pocket. And so what that looked like was investing approximately $55,000 into repairs and maintenance and fixing up the property, both interiors and exteriors over the course of about one year. And then finally, I refinanced it, pulled my money out and applied new debt to the property. Fast forwarding over a couple things, I want to talk about the risk mitigation measures I did to uh, kind of protect my downside on this deal. I bought this in March-ish, April-ish of 2020. For all of you that were living on this planet at that time, you know what happened in March or April of 2020. COVID hit and I was in the midst of buying and negotiating this deal. And I thought to myself, wow, do I really want to go through with this deal? Are people going to be able to continue to pay rent? So one of the things I did was obviously I put $0 down. So I had very little skin in the game. I took title in an LLC. So I was protected from a personal liability aspect. And yeah, I knew that the deal was cash flowing from day one, even though it was less than 50% occupied. I did the title work with attorneys and I also did the contract with attorneys. So we drew up a, a specific contract with attorneys closed at a title company. So everything was all very above board and legitimate. And then that's when the fun started, you know, sign on the dotted line and take over and get keys. And then you notify the residents that you're the new landlord. And this is how they're going to have to start paying rent and they have to pay back rent and all that good stuff. So that was an entire process in itself and a big learning curve. And then, like I said, we spent about 12 to 16 months renovating the property, stabilizing it, getting a paying tenant base in there with people who appreciated the property and were qualified to live there. And then after uh, about three to four months of going through a refinance process, finally got it appraised and it appraised significantly more than I had put into the property, although it was a little less than what I was hoping for. And I was able to pull out a couple hundred thousand dollars in a cash out refinance event and complete a burr on this eight unit. So high level, bought the property, $0 down using seller financing, did some creative ways to get into it, financed the rehab out of pocket. And yeah, I still have that deal today. It was probably one of the more impactful real estate deals I've done from a cash flow perspective. It's cash flowing a couple thousand dollars to this day. And yeah, I'm going to keep it and hold it for the long term. So that just goes to show once you have the right mindset and the right vision around what it is you're trying to achieve, putting all that knowledge into place and taking action. And I think that's something that you and everybody listening can take out of this conversation is you spend a lot of time, we all do, learning and investing in yourself 
and accumulating all this knowledge and consuming all of this content, YouTube, social media, audio books, podcasts, real books, going to networking events. We're always consuming and being inundated with all of this mostly good content. But that content doesn't do you any good if you don't put it into action and implement it in your day-to-day life. So I encourage you guys to take all of this information you have. I have no doubt that each and every one of you have accumulated a ton of knowledge over your investing journey. And put that into action. Continue investing in yourself and for yourself for the long term. And so, yeah, that is today's podcast, the two-part, the 10 lessons I've learned from hosting 400 podcast episodes and how I was able to create several hundred thousand dollars in equity through one multifamily property. Hey, I am really enjoying doing this podcast. Life has been crazy lately. At the beginning of the year, I got married in the process of moving, got my wisdom teeth moved out. I know the consistency hasn't been here on the show like it used to be. We're getting back to it. I'm really enjoying sharing this journey with you guys. Looking forward to some new content in the future. Until next week, engineer the lifestyle you want. You've been listening to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, providing you actionable content to build your real estate empire. Nothing on this show should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for personal advice. The opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have a potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom, LLC, exclusively.